Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project Podcast. Today I'm here with Rachel. Rachel Dunham is the owner and founder of Brand Therapy, a creative company dedicated to supporting change agents by providing them with the confidence to communicate their message in a bigger, more beautiful way. She has spent the last decade collaborating with and building brands for some of the top transformational multi-million dollar leaders in the coaching and healing industries. Rachel believes that by allowing your unique style to shine through your brand, you can connect with others on a deeper and more emotional level. And she's passionate about helping women build their self-confidence and self-love through visual expression. To learn more, visit yourbrandtherapy.com. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm doing so well. And I'm, I'm a little dusty this morning, but I'm, I'm going to get here. <laughs> I'm almost fully back in my body. I think I was like in the dream time this morning. That's a good thing. I mean, I know I seem to have like my deepest dreams in the kind of in the wee hours of the morning. Like I always kind of get up, go to the bathroom right around like 3.30. (laughs) And then I come back and I have the most intense dreams. There's something about that. Yeah, that that hour, those few hours, the early ones uh, between three and six or whatever. Yeah, same. I don't remember dreams otherwise, but those early ones I do. I know, right? The same thing. (laughs) So we're here kind of just to orient ourselves, right? You're in your daughter's room. There's a chewing bunny, which I love. Can you hear the bunny? No. Okay. I can't, but you, but but I know like, you know, it's like we're still we're still in COVID. Like you've got four children at home. Yes. Bless your heart. You know, you're on the third floor. You you're in Sophie's room with a chewing bunny. So <laughs> And little I'm steps just... coming up the I hear little steps coming. They're searching yeah, so for here me. I go. I'm, I'm never in here, so they're searching for me. They're like, where did she go? They're like, where <laughs> where is mama? Where is mama? So <laughs> So yeah, so start there. So so tell us the ages of the children. Sure. So I've got four. Sophie is 13. She is not here at the moment. She's at gymnastics. That's her love. I've got a 12-year-old Lola. She's, I'll just tell you about each one since that just came out. (laughs) Lola. Yeah. Lola's an artist, totally introverted, but so, such a beautiful soul. And she, she loves to draw and animate. And I've got Max, who's eight, and he is just a sweetheart and into gaming at the moment. Yes. <laughs> and and, now, and Ace, he's the one who was searching for me. I heard the st- we heard the footsteps. Here he is. He just he found me. He's here. Ace, our special guest. Yes, he is five. And he wants my phone right now because <laughs> his siblings are downstairs doing other things. No, because there's a glitch on Fortnite. Okay, my phone is in my purse in my office. You can go grab that. Oh, lucky kid. Bye. <laughs> okay, so I'm so curious. The name Ace, where's that come from? Oh my gosh, it was the only one we could agree on, my husband and I. Obviously, being our fourth, he wasn't necessarily expected and... We couldn't decide on a boy's name. We had plenty of girls picked out, girls' names, but we couldn't 
we couldn't agree. We couldn't agree on a boy's name. So that that one came out of nowhere. Mike, my husband, thought of it, and I said, "Yeah, I I think that's kind of cute. I could live with that." And that's the only one we could agree on. Oh, I love that. That is so great. So so here you are, entrepreneurial mama at home, and you have really been working with clients through COVID, through this through this experience at home. What's that been like? Yeah, um, it's been interesting. It was like a, there's like a flow of emotions. So I think at first people were a little not sure what to expect, maybe a little bit worried. And now we're through the phase where it's like people are pivoting, getting inspiration from the time off and starting new business ventures or incorporating new services. Working from home is something I've always done up until about a year ago. I just, you know, I, I quit my corporate career when my first daughter was born, thought I wanted to just, you know, not just, but I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And it lasted about three months before I really needed some outlet, something creative, something else to do. I just had more energy to give. And, and so I started designing and that's how everything kind of snowballed from there and the business grew from there. And so I've always worked from home, but it's been different, crazy hours, like late nights into 4am mornings until last year I got an office space. And just that's one thing that did change through COVID because of the kids being here and homeschooling and all of that. And uh, I needed to be home. So no more office space back at home. It's interesting navigating that again after a year of not having right, to. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think there's many, many out there who can relate. Uh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Rachel, one of the reasons that I really, you know, was interested in kind of creating a bigger conversation and inviting our listeners to join us is because you have taught me so much really through working with you about like different aspects of what branding really is. And with so many women out there who are either entrepreneurs themselves or really thinking about you know, ways that they can position themselves as their own personal brand in the age now of social media. I think it's true for a lot of people that we're finding ourselves really looking at this landscape in a different way. And as other opportunities present themselves, there seems to be a lot of curiosity, I think, around how branding works. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about that from maybe like an energetic or vibrational perspective? Yeah, sure. So I love that you asked that question and asked me to talk about it from an energetic or vibrational perspective because everything is energy. And the way that we do branding here is definitely based on energy and vibration and and what you're putting out and what you're receiving back from it. And I think, so first I want to just start by saying there's so many opportunities that are here because of social media, like you were saying. And I think that there's also this generation of women who are in like their, one of my clients explained it to me as like their queen phase of life, season of life, where their kids are grown out of the house. They still have a lot to give and they can really start to use their time 
toward things that, you know, they, they have passion about or really want to get involved in. There's time there, right? And there's energy. And it's not like they're not, you know, too old to be working and they want to be working. But so I think at this stage of life, there's a lot of opportunity for women to start thinking about, okay, well, what kind of difference do I want to make? What do I, what do I want to contribute to the world? What is my uniqueness? Right. And that's the, the kind of client that we've been working with mostly. It's like this middle aged woman who's really got a lot to give, wants to help, wants to serve. And um, she's not sure where to start. So the best place to start is within and kind of uncovering who you are at your core. And that's part of the process that we take clients through. We help them really tap into, well, at my core, who am I? What do I stand for? Who do I want to be a hero to? What's the difference I want to make? What's that legacy? And that's not an easy question to ask. Those aren't easy questions to ask yourself. So I think the more you can show who you are as an individual in your brand or otherwise, the deeper the connections you can make with others. And I really love all the studies that Brene Brown has done on connection and vulnerability. And and she teaches us that connection is really essentially why we're all here. So the philosophy I have is in a brand, in a business, whether service-based or not, people matter. The service matters, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's the people. So I think in order to connect more fully with who you're working with or who you're serving through a product or service, it's important to show authentically who you are, be yourself and, oh, there's the bunny. (laughs) That's okay. Be your, yep, be yourself and, and people pick up on that and that, that allows them to then be themselves. And that connection point is what really, uh, it's all about. So I think when, when you're not in that place of authenticity or truth, uh, there's a disconnect and a lower vibration. Ooh, yeah, right. That's so, so true. And I love this. I love what you're saying too about, about truth and authenticity, because the other thing that's really true is that we change and grow over time. And so I also know that you work with, you work with women who may have a brand that's no longer kind of congruent or aligned with who they've become. And so even just kind of making that brand a better match, because what I'm, what I'm making up over here is that the brand is in a way it's like it's carrying the vibration or the essence of that truth. And therefore it's almost like when people see it or connect with it and the message of your mission, they're saying almost like, Oh yeah, me too. Like that's for me. Like that's, Ooh, that's my people. That's, this is something I'm interested in. There's actually a resonance there that creates kind of this unconscious buy-in. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I'm somebody, as you know, (laughs) with the revelation project who loves kind of digging (laughs) under the surface of things. Right. And so I'm, I'm always so curious, like, what is it that compels us these invisible forces? And so obviously what we're talking about here is kind of like demystifying or maybe kind of 
capturing some of the magic of what it is that you do. Because I think a lot of people, you know, I've certainly worked with a lot of people in the marketing realm who don't necessarily take that much time around creating a brand with knowing kind of this magic that it has the potential to create. And so I'm wondering if that's something that you spend a lot of time explaining to people. Yes, uh, that I think that it's just the language that I use when when talking to people. Really, I think that automatically, like they're aligned with that philosophy too, and and so I don't I don't necessarily explain it a lot. I think it's just through the work they understand why we're doing okay. it. Okay, I think yeah. So I think. If I'm, it depends on the person too, the individual, if, if they can hear that language of like vibration and essence and what, you know, why that needs to be resonant with who you're, we're talking to, I think I could talk about it, but I don't, I don't spend a lot of time explaining it. It's almost like this magical invisible thing that is just understood through the process. And I want to point to the fact that there is something too about the way that you work that is very intuitive. Like there's, there's a process that you, you work with a client through a number of different kind of coaching calls to kind of get, capture the essence, but there's, there's a lot of intuition involved. So I'm wondering too, if you can kind of capture and talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So that's been something I've had to learn to trust myself on and embrace. and you know, just the word being intuitive and identifying with being intuitive has been a journey for me to accept and own that. But the more I work with people and the more magic that's created, that's so in alignment with each individual, there has to be something greater at work there. So yes, I do work intuitively. We do follow sort of a process that is tried and true. It works. Uh, I ask a lot of really deep questions and really try to get to know the person through those conversations. And then visually, that's uh, where the intuition comes in. I can picture things, I can see them and pulling together color palettes and logos and visuals and the photo shoot and what it all should look like. But also through words, I feel like one of the most significant contributions that I give to a client is their brand statement. And some people have gone as far as to say as this is just like my personal proclamation statement. This is who I am really. And in that it's, it's this beautiful mix of who the individual is, who they serve, why they do it and why it matters. And in that process, I can say that I feel that I tap in intuitively to their energy and pull out, you know, the words that, that sound like them that really capture their story and, and their mission in this beautiful way. So there's a lot of intuitive stuff going on during the process for sure. Well, and I have had the luxury of not only working with you, but of bringing you several clients. And one of the things that uh, continues to really 
move me is that this is really incredibly emotional for a lot of people and actually <laughs> everyone. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's just been something, Rachel, that I've been privy to, but would you say that it's fairly true that when you go through that process and present one of your clients, one of the women you work with, kind of with that mirroring that you do when you present them with the actual brand and the brand statement that that's an emotional that's an emotional thing for them to kind of hear it. Yeah, it really is. I think to reflect back to somebody what I see in them and their beauty is just a such a powerful gift, I think. And I think that's where the emotion comes in because you don't necessarily see yourself. Well, you don't. You don't see yourself the way others see you, right? You think you'd, you know, what you're portraying yourself as or how you're, you know, presenting yourself, but to really hear from somebody else, like, this is what I see in you. This is the beauty. This is, this is what's so magnificent about you and what you're doing for the world. That's powerful. And that's what, what we do. Yeah, it is. It's so, so powerful. And it's, it's really back to this one of the basic human needs, right? Is to feel seen. And so there's a way that you're able to kind of collect all of this information through these sessions and then create from that place, from that place in a visual representation that then captures everything that that individual has shared with you and to create a mark and a brand statement and their messaging and to help them now go yes. out and attract yeah. their audience. Yeah. What a, pro what a beautiful process. And that's, that's something I think is just really, I think if we were to kind of go back to the heart of how we serve the world, how we want to be known in the world, there's access to doing that through branding in this way. Yeah, I think that um, you had said before, you know, you mentioned that we're constantly evolving as individuals. And so our brand needs to kind of reflect that too. And yes, that's true when it comes to your personal brand. And so I kind of want to just, if it's okay, take a minute to separate business yeah, from personal brand and this style of branding and why it's a little bit different. Okay. Because I think that Obviously, just the way that I'm talking about this, you can tell it's more of a feminine approach flow versus more masculine, rigid sales focused. But I think there comes a point where, especially as service-based business owners, we feel that we are our business and it's not necessarily true. I would say no. You inform your business, but you are the individual and the person, your personal brand is everything that you are, that makes you, you unique, different. You're multifaceted. You have so many passions and to put yourself into this one defined box of being your business is not fair to anybody, especially you. So I love to help women see that Yes, this is one contribution they're making to the world through their business, right? And that's how they're making money through that avenue and serving. But there are so many other things that they are passionate about that they can do and still be themselves and, you know, not necessarily tied to 
a profession or money. Um, maybe they want to write a book. Maybe there are philanthropic efforts they want to do. Maybe there's like, maybe there's a second business they want to do. I think it's important to take a look at yourself as one piece of your business, but not the entire thing. The business is separate and uh, it should be treated that way. Yes. Again, it has to like resonate with who you are and your beliefs and your core values. And that has to come through in the business that, that you're creating, but you aren't just your business. So that's the difference. I think that i bring to our branding conversation. There's you and the business and they're two separate things that are kind of united. <laughs> and it's just navigating how how to do that, how to how to create a brand that's you and then the business brand as well without limiting yourself and still really serving in in an authentic and bold and big way. Well, which brings me to really, I guess, the next question, which is that I'm making up that your clients are predominantly women. Yep. Okay. And, and I'm wondering if you have found a commonality among women that you work with. I Yeah, actually, it's. I'm glad that you asked this because it's more and more relevant, especially, especially since COVID. I think that the more people I talk to, the more women I talk to who are interested in branding themselves personally and their business. At the end of the day, I see that everybody really just wants the same outcome. We all want people to know how to be themselves and embrace that. And there are different ways to do it, but it's so cool and unique that like everybody I talk to, especially recently, they're, they're wanting to help other people tap into who they are. It's like we're this species of unique individuals walking around, not really knowing who the heck we are. It's crazy. And so I see all of these women noticing that and wanting to help in their own unique way and using their process. So that's, that's a commonality I do see. I find that all of the women I'm working with and men too, there are a couple really just want to help other people figure out who they are and be happy. Really. I think that's a, a, a big thing, knowing who you are and, and enjoying life. Right. Well, and I think too, that I agree. <laughs> I love what you said about, you know, it's, it's kind of this interesting thing that, we can spend our whole lives. The society is kind of so there's, there's this unconsciousness, I think in so many of us that it's like, we've been playing the rules of somebody else's game, right? Totally. Yeah. Versus really kind of taking a personal look at what makes us unique and different and celebrating it. But what I'm also hearing you say is that there's also this common thread that you're seeing that while everybody gets to be their own unique individual human being and celebrate that, that there's a, a common thread of everyone really wanting to have more freedom, more expansion, more transformation, more joy, more happiness. Yeah. And so... I'm wondering if you can give me some examples of women that you have worked with 
to really kind of transform their their brand their the like to help just just give us a, a little bit more insight maybe into somebody that you've worked with to really help them formulate and clarify who they are and how that has then really translated out in the digital world or in the physical world. Okay, sure. Like, you know, like specific examples. Yeah. If you can do, if you, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I, there are a couple, two different types of clients that I can kind of segment people into. And the first type of woman is someone who has an idea. Um, maybe she's rebranding her business. Maybe she's just getting started, but she is needs some guidance on defining what it is that's unique about her, what she's doing. And oftentimes we come up with like a brand new business for her and it's pretty cool. There's her client I'm working with now, Shannon. She's lovely. She she was starting a new business and we've been working together. This is actually coming up more and more recently. I'm getting more women who are starting businesses and they start out, start our conversations thinking they're they're doing one business. <laughs> and through our deep dives and them expressing what it is they really want the mark that they really want to leave on the world and their legacy, um, we end up going in a slightly different direction. And it's kind of beautiful because it's more on purpose. They're more, they're getting those things, the joy, the freedom that you talked about a minute ago. I think that that's been really cool to watch clients like that. Shannon started out, she was going to be doing a a jewelry business and putting together kindness beads and, and, you know, this is the intuitive piece too. During our work, I'm like, this is not, this is not it. This is not her, this is not her gift. This is not the right direction. Um, But how do you say that to somebody? So it's through some, some deeper conversations and, and just helping her to realize maybe there's something more or different that she didn't consider. And so that process was really awesome. Now she's shifted gears. We've built uh, we're still in the stages of building the website, but the brand we've created is more of her giving guidance to other women on how to dress themselves, to feel confident and love themselves kind of from the outside in, which is really beautiful. Oh, I love that. Well, and I love what you were saying too about how how it goes back to you really trusting, right? Because as you're kind of taking this information in, right, it's occurring to me that you may be like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't see these things that I'm seeing or hearing. And so there's kind of this right. boldness that you have to employ as it kind of relates to mirroring back some of what you're seeing. And that's a process, right? Like there's something about what you do that allows you to hold what's possible out in front of a woman and have her step into it or not. I mean, you you get to kind of be right. unattached, but at the same time, I'm hearing that there's a tremendous amount of heart and right in what you're doing. And so you're wanting them yes. to see what you see. And holding space for them to do that. I think that's like the number one thing I do is, is provide them with possibility and 
allow for that. Yeah, because there's there's that other piece here that I think is so important, which is the coaching that you provide. Because there have been times, Rachel, where I have worked with you during a branding session where you have kind of, it's been kind of neat to see you put your foot down in some areas and hold something and just say, just sit with it, just sit with it, right? Like I've seen you do that a few times and it's like, there's this fierceness too about you that you hold for your clients that I also have really grown to love and realized like, wow, there are so many aspects and layers to this. It's literally like, it's truly the work of transformation, but at a level that you don't, that we often don't think is so important. It's not where we place a tremendous amount of our emphasis when we're starting a company. In fact, in a lot of ways, I feel like the brand is often the last thing that people get to, like the mark or the mission statement. It's like people start almost like fumbling forward and then it becomes something that they eventually get to. I don't know. Is that your experience? Yeah, I think because there are probably a couple things at play there. One Branding is a really, I don't know what the right word is, but it's a difficult concept to grasp. There are so many different, you ask five different people what branding is, you'll get five different answers. Like it's, it's like this intangible thing that isn't fully understood all the time. And then second, I think a lot of times people may feel that it's going to be a huge investment time and money that they may not be able to, to do right now. So they get by, you know, diving into the work without thinking about the foundation. Talk a little bit about, you know, just the investment in branding and also the return on investment. Sure. So, well, investment varies. Time varies. (laughs) Everything's a variable, but it's not that, when you think about it, to invest in your brand, your brand statement, this is who I am. And to be so solid in that and confident in the way you're showing up visually and knowing at your core, this is, this is what I'm made for. And this is why that's what branding will provide for you. And that confidence, I don't think that there's a value you necessarily can even put on that. But most of the time, depending on your industry and what your, what your rates are, you can usually make back your investment in like one or two clients. It's not that, it's not that much. It's always surprising to me when somebody will inquire about branding and learn the investment, which honestly, there are offerings that are less than five figures. Like it's not that it's not that much yet. They'll want to charge more. This is a hard conversation for me to have right now, but I feel like a lot of times I see women charging a large amount for their services, but not willing to put that kind of investment into their own self and their own business. And, and I think that that's like energy exchange too. And that's telling the universe something like if, if you're not going to, if you're not willing to invest in yourself and your own business this way, I think it's interesting to expect other people to do it. I love that you said this is, this is hard for you. And meanwhile, this is the piece I want to amplify <laughs> because it's so important. 
It's okay. so important. <laughs> and I want to, I want to underline what you just said because, and I'm going to paraphrase back what I think you said, but it's this idea of if we're not willing to invest in ourselves, how is it that we can go out in the world and expect that other people are going to invest in themselves to work with us? Right. Yeah. 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 So there's something here, again, energetically about the exchange, the time, the money involved in doing this piece of work. It is. Yes. So I also know that you created this beautiful journal. It's a I have the hardcover. I think it's it it is only hardcover, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So you created this beautiful journal called Rediscover Yourself and Redefine Your Brand. And you have re kind of in italics or parentheses. So it's like discover yourself and define your brand or rediscover, right? And redefine. So it so it really works for anybody at any stage, whether they're going back and kind of bringing their brand more up to date with who they've become or if they're starting from scratch. And I wonder, why did you decide to put this journal together? I felt that, well, this ties into the conversation of investing too. I felt that this work is so powerful in helping a woman really know herself well. I find just through this work, I've found that a lot of the time we use our business as a form of self-expression. And if we're not clear on who we are and we're express we're not expressing it clearly how is it going to be successful so in order to kind of help women who are on the journey of putting together a business or redefining their business who really want to make a difference and reach a lot of people i think that knowing the core of it who you are is so important. And so that's why I put the journal together as a more accessible way for anybody and everybody who owns a business to really reflect, do the inner work, you know, the initial inner work that's required to get clear on who you are, why you're doing this, why, who you're doing it for. It asks you those deeper questions and helps you get clearer on your own, really. So if you can't invest in branding, at least you're going to get the the key points this, this uh, to the strong foundation through the questioning. I love too that what you're talking about is kind of modeling or practicing what you preach, because I, I'm also really seeing that mm-hmm. your personal statement at the beginning of the journal is also really modeling this vulnerability that you speak of. And in big words here, I'm reading being vulnerable isn't comfortable, but it's beautiful. And then there's this piece that you write that I wanted to read. So it says, Your clients crave that vulnerability. They want to know you've got their backs and can help them achieve stellar results. But they really want to know that you're human too. Chances are that they've been questioning themselves as well. I encourage you to give them that vulnerability. Show them who you really are. Be your brand. Doing so will help you reach more of the people who need your brilliance and have a greater impact on the world. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So this other piece too that I love, you say, when your brand doesn't reflect and embrace you, you really can't fulfill your true purpose and be happy. So there really is kind of, and and I'm someone who 
sat down with the journal and filled it out. And it's so true, right? Like actually the questions that we need to ask ourselves to surface the values that we hold around our brand, our mission, what was that kind of like moment where we got that idea that visited us about, oh my gosh, maybe this would be possible. And that really like my hope is that women who are really listening to this today are feel empowered or inspired to start to think in this way. Like what's possible? Like what can, what do I have within me that has not, not necessarily anything to do with creating a product, although it might be, but who am I that I can actually bring out in service to the world in a bigger way and create a business around it? Yeah. That's exciting. exciting. Yeah. That's what I hope too. So what would you say, you know, just in terms of where you might direct somebody that's thinking in that way to start? So they can get the journal if they want to start asking themselves those questions. But I think if you don't, if you don't want to go that route and you just want to start doing some deeper diving on your own without any having to invest in anything yet, you can ask yourself a couple of questions. And the two biggest questions that you can ask yourself and journal on are the first one, who do I want to be a hero to? And what do I want to be known for? I love those. I love those. And how about, and how about you, Rachel? Let's, I'm going to ask you those same questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't answered this for anybody yet. You know, at the core of it, whether it's through branding or not, I really just want women and girls and men too, but mostly women and girls, because I think I can relate. Obviously, I am one. So I want them to know that they are enough just because they exist. And I want them to love themselves deeply. So that's kind of through this work. I feel like I, I can achieve that by being that reflection to them and helping them see that in themselves. It just happens to be I do it through helping them with business, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And then at the end of the day, what do you most want to be known for, Rachel? I just can't stop thinking about the word love and, you know, at the core of it, it's, that's what it's about for me. I think I'd love to be known for creating and spreading love. Just that's it. I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds simple, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's at the core of it. I think love is the answer for all. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think that is a, I think that's a beautiful testament to who you are any, anyway, like that's really, you're, you're somebody, when I think of you, I think of, you know, there, I have this mix that comes up for me. There's, there's the word fierce. There's the word bold. There's the word gentle, loving. And another word that comes up is you create beauty. Like there's this, and, and a lot of people, and I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of people use the word creatrix when they talk about you. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I'm actually like, hmm, I wonder if I, I can find a definition for that. Um, I don't know if you happen to know it off the top of your head. For creatrix? When I hear that, I think of 
so you know just the female version of powerful forming new things bringing things to light um creating yeah the female version right of a creator i love that okay and then um yeah a couple more questions before yeah. i let you go but i would love to know are there any projects right now that you're working on that are particularly exciting and why ah yes and Aside from client projects, I have my own project I'm working on Yay, that tell us. is probably the most exciting. Sorry, guys, if I'm working with you, <laughs> like excited about your projects too. But um, this one, we've been working on it for a while, like over a year, maybe almost two. I don't know, <laughs> but it's um, it's called the Desire Deck, oh. and it's a card deck that has original artwork. And basically, you know, all the masters agree that writing out your intentions and using goal cards help helps you manifest your dreams quicker, right? Well, anytime I've learned that technique, they will say, like, take out an index card and write out your goals as if they've already happened and keep that with you and say it, you know, morning and night or whatever. Well, who wants to like manifest on a goal card that's like boring and plain? Like your dreams and desires deserve a luxurious environment and a beautiful setting as well. So we created this deck of cards that are blank. There is a design on one side that you can write, use them as like your goal cards or affirmation cards. Um, but one side you write on and the other side is like a traditional card deck. It has a, a beautiful image. And so that is the project that we're just about ready to print. And I'm super excited about it. We're going to have a couple of different, different types of decks like that styles. So I am having this kind of mix of emotions right now. It's because I'm literally looking at probably 20 decks. I am a self-professed deck addict, right? <laughs> I love Oracle yes. cards or tarot or right. And, and whenever yes. anybody talks about like another deck, I am like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like almost like how am I going to like smuggle it into the house? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm already like fully invested, but, um, you know, yes. it's like me books and decks. Like I clearly have an issue and uh, you know what? I might as well just own it with full permission, claim it, Totally. Yeah. Yep. You should. Yeah. So tell me this. Tell me how many cards are in the deck and what's the price point on it? And when is it coming out? Okay. So price point, I believe we're at $29. Size of the deck has changed. There are 16 unique designs. That's the goal. And you'll get three of each design. So 48. And Heather on my team, uh, she and I are partnering together. She is such an incredible artist. She's doing the artwork for, uh, for the deck. And so we have like, I think four more cards to produce the artwork for, and then it goes to the printer. So we're looking at like a September launch. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm so happy for you guys. Thanks. Yeah. And if you want to be on the list, first notified the desiredeck.com. Um, you can sign up. Okay. So last couple questions. I always like to bring in just any resources or favorite books or programs that you're watching right now. 
and I know you have four children, so I know that, you know, there's not enough hours in the day, but I wondered if you have any specific book that you've read recently that you just love that you want to share with our audience. Let's see. I am in the middle of a bunch of different books. I like audiobooks because I can get through them without falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, oh gosh, I'm, I'm trying to get through many lives, many masters. It's like a print book that I have by my bedside for the last like uh, six months. Yes. It's not, happening. I've read, I've read that. I've read that. Yeah. It is. So it's not even a big book, but I just fall asleep after two pages. So audiobooks are my thing. The one that stands out that I read recently, I know it's not a new book, but oh, Big Magic was such a great one. Yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. And I think that it's actually kind of relevant to this conversation. Like if you get that spark of an idea, act on it, right? Like as, as maybe as much fear as you're having, you know, realize that that it, that inspiration came to you for a reason. So I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Well, and I love, was it, and I'm not positive, but wasn't it Elizabeth Gilbert that kind of talks about the idea angel or something? Um, not sure. Maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's somebody out there that, that, you know, kind of proposed this idea of like, you know, if you're given an idea or you're inspired or like something has come up as like, oh my gosh, right? Like suddenly, like you've, you've just have this idea that you didn't have before. It's your, you know, statement there, like act on it. Yeah. It's this idea that if you don't act on it, the idea will go to the next person. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. Yes. So maybe it yeah. is the idea, Angel. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's yeah, what she calls it. That's, that's Monica's version. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then, and then any programs, like what do you like? And, and sometimes that can be revealing anything that you're recently watching on Netflix or movie or anything Ooh. that you recently watched. Ah, um, no, actually. So I don't turn the TV on like ever. <laughs> I kind of want to. So if anybody has suggestions, I don't know. I'll take them. Um, oh, I've got plenty. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really been watching anything, which is sad, but true. I just, nope, I don't. And I usually am doing some sort of like business study program. I'm not currently in one, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really tend to love stories. So those are the types of books that I like, like autobiographies or um, documentaries about that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then you were saying like one of the things how you spend some of your extra time, haha, <laughs> is by ongoing education. Is that right? Did I say that today? I do when I can. Yes. But it's more coaching programs or things like that, learning how to better lead different, different programs like that I'm really interested in because our team for brand therapy is growing. And I think that that relates to the work too. It's like not just helping our clients achieve what they want and embrace who they are, but I love to do that for my team too. So any program that I can learn how to be a better leader or that type of skill work is I'm all about it. Got it. So self-development for you and to just stay kind of relevant to do your best work and also to to bring that work to your team. Totally. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Personally, if I have free time, I I would go to a great dinner. 
that's what I love to do. Try a new place to eat or I'm, I'm always looking for ways to move my body. I find that it can even with like, I don't know if other moms are listening, you know, when you're home with your kids, it's, I think it gets overwhelming the different roles that you have in life. And as hard as it feels to find the time to spend on yourself, to move your body and exercise and sweat, or even just go for a walk, be in nature that I always find at the end, I'm so grateful that I did took that time. It is a non-negotiable. I also really get curious when you say that is, is that where you get some of your inspiration or like through nature, through like, what are, what are the things that keep you inspired? I guess is the better question. I gain, yes, I gain inspiration through nature. A lot of times if I'm running, I get ideas. Other work types of workouts, I don't. I just turn everything off. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, inspiration comes from like magazines and seeing, um, I love going to like vintage shops. That is so inspiring. People watching is so fun, right? Like that you get different ideas and conversations. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Rachel, you are someone that, you know, I admire just so much. I admire your work. I love I love watching, you know, the progress. I love knowing people who have come to you and then have seen you transform with them and and kind of help them to come out. It's like this just amazing you know, it's like this voyeuristic opportunity. I feel like I have in this way of knowing you and knowing so many women that work with you and watching the process and then what comes out on the other side. So I really am just so honored to bring this conversation to our listeners. And for those of you that are listening, you can certainly find Rachel. You can go to her website, as we mentioned earlier in the introduction of the program, which is yourbrandtherapy.com. Is that right, Rach? That's right. Yep. And then how about following you on Instagram? Same handle, yourbrandtherapy. Okay. And is there any anywhere else that they can follow you? Facebook, but I'm not super active on Facebook, Okay, <laughs> but that's so, the same thing. At your all right, great. Therapy. Well, again, thank you so much. And for those of you that are listening, we'll of course have the details in the show notes along with the link to the journal. And also for those of you that want to sign up to be notified when the deck comes out in September. So we'll make sure those links yes. are there. And again, thank you so much, Rachel, and more to be revealed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.